Hi, my name is Joy from HealingJoy.com, and I'm a spiritual medium. I haven't always been one. Actually, I grew up in a traditional Chinese family and became an engineer. So my entry into the metaphysical world wasn't easy because honestly, I wasn't looking for it. Trust me, telling my parents that I wanted to leave the corporate world and do readings and healings for people wasn't the easiest conversation to have. But me coming to terms with being a medium in this intangible world of the supernatural, spirits, guides, other realms, it's been a challenge. And I'm still struggling to say what I do for work when I meet new people. This podcast is for me to share with you some of those challenges and to help answer some questions that you may not know who to ask or where to start from. I've been developing and working as a spiritual medium for over 10 years now, and I want to share with you some of these experiences in the hope that it can help you out in your own journey. Because I'm recording this from my house, apparently the most soundproof place is my closet, so welcome to The Closet Medium. Hi everyone, for today's podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about the fear that can come when you're developing spiritually. When people first start developing with me, there is usually a bit of hesitation mixed in with excitement. We talk about crystals and angels and tarot cards, and it's all new and exciting to people. They want to connect and learn how to do readings, but then they hesitate when I start talking about working with spirit and the possibility of seeing or sensing other unknown energies around them. And I get it. I've been there. And if you don't know my story about how I opened up, it's in my very first introduction podcast. But I understand. There's always fear of the unknown when you can't really see or touch it. And it's easy to teach protection techniques and ask for angels for help. But I liken it to using garlic and holy water against a would-be vampire. And you hope to God all the crazy movie techniques work and the vampire won't get you. But if you get into trouble, what are you going to do? Who are you going to call? And don't say Ghostbusters. Sorry. Bad joke. But I know that feeling of fear and helplessness. I went through it in my own spiritual journey. And I made a choice. You could either be afraid and block it out, all the spiritual stuff, or you learn how to fight it and understand it and deal with it. And this is a personal choice for everyone. But to better understand and share with you why there's fear when developing spiritually, I asked three of my clients. One is currently developing into a working medium and two are just starting. So I asked them, what's the fear from? And here are some of their answers and here's some of what I had to say in response. Most of them feared the unknown. They said if they can't see it, and they can't really see the spiritual world, they don't know who they're interacting with. There are different ways to protect yourself, sure, but trying to figure them out by yourself is pretty scary. One client said it best. It's similar to driving a car. You can read the manual, but without an instructor next to you, it can be pretty scary. So this is where I always advocate a community, where there's a guide or a teacher to help you learn techniques to develop spiritually and enhance your skills of protection, clearing, and connecting in a safe way. But then you might ask, well, how do they know? If they can't really see the spiritual world either or sense it, how do they know? Well, some teachers can see and sense entities and spirit, but how do they trust it? First of all, they have to trust themselves. And in trusting yourself, you will trust and know what's good for you and what's not. So you can be more careful when you connect to it. And just like in the real world, you have to trust your gut every day to make decisions. You need to make decisions if you're going to walk down a certain street or meet and talk to a certain person. We make choices 
and we have to sense if those choices will be good for us. If we get a bad feeling, then take the initiative to walk away or do something different. Same when working with the spiritual world. If it doesn't feel right for you, trust that feeling and don't connect. Don't pick up the crystal or don't see that reader. It begins with you. That's going to keep you the safest is trusting yourself. There will always be the unknown in the spiritual world and in the real world. You can't live wrapped up in cotton wool or else you won't really be living except living in fear. And that's not really living. So you can do as much protection as you can, and that's always good. But when it comes down to it, you have to understand what would you do if you do get in trouble or get into a tough situation? Would you fight? How would you do it? Or do you panic? Do you even get more fearful? And if it wasn't a spirit that you couldn't see, but an actual human being confronting you in a dark room, what would you do? How would you handle the situation? If you always come from the flight mode and having that fear to always needing to protect yourself from the spirit world, then you will always be fearful. And in some ways, like attracts like. So you are anticipating that there's something bad in the unknown. And then in a way, you're manifesting it or inviting it. And I'm not saying ignorance is bliss. I'm saying operate out of preparedness versus fear. There is a difference. For example, I set up my rooms with protection before each meditation. I take precautions from more of a clearing perspective of having a safe, loving space to hold a session. I ask for love and protection, but I ask to bring us to that vibration of love. I don't set up my space thinking, wow, there's something bad out there. Please protect us from it and don't let it come in. Basically, what I'm saying is, instead of focusing on what you don't want to connect to or what bad energy could be out there, Focus on what you do want. You want to connect to the angels and the highest vibration for your greatest good. You want to connect to love and abundance and welcome that in. So one client said, the study of any subjects involves gradual steps. The lack of a structure or a framework that's available for study of the spiritual makes them really fearful. So what should be the next step? They don't want to screw up the next step and they want to make sure they're developing correctly. Well, a lot of people tried to do a spiritual development program, which I have also, and we try to build a framework and the next step, almost like a procedure. But this is a lot about trust and faith and there's not exactly a step one, step two, step three process. In fact, everything is quite unique to the individual. I think we try to build it. We try to build a framework and teach everyone the basics, but everyone actually develops differently because everyone has different skills. So there is a structure of sorts, but you might be drawn to one aspect of spirituality or better at another aspect of it. So it's really up to the individual. You won't be developing like the person next to you because they will have different skill sets and go at a different pace. So it's key not to compare your development to others, but you're looking for a guide. So I think there's many, you know, basics. Here's how you connect to your intuition. Here's how you protect yourself. Here's how you clear your energy. Those are the basics I think that you'll find from most books or development courses. But what exactly your next step should be or how you do something will have to be an inward process, in my opinion, because you are unique, because Spirit has given you these steps and they want to work with your uniqueness. So actually the next step to spiritual development or the next step that's right for you will actually be an inward step. The key to development is your own 
intuition and it goes back to trusting yourself. What do you think you should learn next? Do you think you're learning too fast or it's not right for you if you don't feel comfortable? Look, I've written guidebooks. There's so many other structures and websites that cover the basics. It's great and it's good to find that community or, you know, that guide to go with you and practice. But again, there's not exactly an instruction manual to this. And if there is, it's in you. It's inside of you of what you need to do next. And a lot of what I've learned, honestly, is meditating and connecting to my own guides for those next steps and how to do something. And I found that when I need to advance to another level, I found once I connected with spirit or trusted myself more, certain people or books or workshop were presented to me. Things were just guiding me or pushed in front of me in a direction of, okay, I guess I need to learn this next. And just the same, if I ran too fast or learned something too fast, I was pushed back, literally. It would feel wrong or I'd feel off in the classes if I weren't supposed to be at it. Sometimes the classes would even cancel. So again, that instruction manual or those next steps that you're looking for comes from within. And the biggest fear that I found from my clients is what if they connect to something bad? They've had bad experiences happen to other people they know. One of my clients has run me up at 2 a.m. freaking out because she felt there was something in her room that wasn't good. She didn't know what to do. She couldn't see it, but she just knew there was something not good there. So, you know, after listening to everyone else's experiences and watching a few horror movies, yeah, it makes opening up to the spiritual world sometimes kind of scary. So my response to that is, yes, there are some not so nice things out there. And you'll be experienced to different energies and experiences when you open up. But that's just like in the human living world as well. There's some not nice people out there too. So this is where you have to make a choice. And I've made that choice as well. Is do you learn about this world and learn how to protect or defend yourself? Learn how to fight essentially. Or do you not want to open up? Do you not want to be a part of this? Because Sometimes when you open up, you can't just have the good without the bad, the light without the dark. There are bad, quote unquote, energies out there. And not all of them are there to harm you, to be honest. Some of them might be tricksters energy that want to rile you up. But one thing you have to understand with this is that you are in control. You're in control of your fear and you're in control of your energy. So take that control. Learn about protection, learn about crystals, and learn about things you can do to tune in correctly. And I believe that's all safe precautions. But you fighting it is just you being strong, taking control of that fear and taking control of that energy. Because the things that do want to, I don't know, influence you or harm you actually can't. They can't match your energy because you're in this world. Your energy is stronger than anything that's not in the physical. So be strong, and you'll find that in the end, there's really nothing to fear. Now, it's easy to just say, take control of your fear. Our imaginations and our minds are much stronger than anything you can see on TV. I know that I hate watching horror movies and going to bed. My mind's already running wild. So I'm going to do a little meditation today just to help control our fears or ease our fears. So if you have a candle, go ahead and light it and get yourself seated in a comfortable position. 
taking a deep breath in, breathing in the light, putting that light surrounding us. For when there is light, there is no darkness. We can see all our surroundings. We can see whatever beings are near us and bring that light of protection around us. Breathing in, we ask our guides and our healers to stand guard as they each hold candles and cast a light in our environment, in our minds, all around us. The light vibration is so strong. It blinds anything around us that doesn't match. It blinds it and destroys and disintegrates anything that's not for us. It clears the path and it lights our way. You ask for this golden light to expand into a protective bubble. As you breathe in this light, it also goes into the corners of your mind. It lights away any darkness, any fears, any doubts in the shadows of the mind. It allows you to understand and see things for what they truly are. Let all be revealed and only your greatest good remain. Let the light shine through any deception in the real world or the spiritual world for all that does not serve you goes away. Breathing in this light, it wipes away any darkness or fears within your body. It lightens you. You carry that tension and stress. You can release it now. You can relax, for you are safe. You are always safe. You can say that to yourself anytime you need it, that you are safe. For this light of protection now resides in your heart. It lives within you. And as you cast your eyes on any part of you, in your environment, you will be able to see. You will be able to shine through any darkness or any fears. Allow the light to expand and show you the way. Always the way to safety, to happiness and to love. Let the light guide you. Let it reflect outwardly what you feel inwardly. Trusting yourself and knowing you'll always be safe. Breathing that energy in. Releasing anything that doesn't serve you and thanking spirit, your angels and your guides for being here. Coming back into your body, back into you. And always having that light in your heart shine. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today. And for more information about classes I teach or private sessions, please go to theclosetmedium.com.